Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Treeblossom. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today, our very special guest is Karen Mahar, discussing Camp Sundown for children who can't be in the sun. Right after these important messages, please stay tuned. This tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved because these legs never grew weak because this child never got polio. Over the past 20 years, Rotary Club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio. Now we are on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it, to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Sarah O'Connell, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebosser. Hi, Sarah. Hi. And today, um, welcome, we want to say welcome to Karen Mahar. Thanks for having me. And you're from, you're the executive director of Camp Sundown, which is located... We're up in Craryville in Columbia County, in New York. Beautiful bucolic it's Columbia County, yes. isn't it beautiful? <laughs> it is beautiful. And um, the 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 whole thing about Camp Sundown is that you're up and running after the sun goes down. Well, yeah, that is the point. We run for um, children and older people, even people and in their twenties who can't be out in the sunlight. So our programming is geared for them having an enjoyable time, like everybody else, but at a different time of the day. Now, yeah. why can't people be out in the sunlight? Um, the reason we started it was our daughter was born with a disease called xeroderma pigmentosum, and that very rare disease, these children lack the ability to repair damage that the rest of us take in from sunlight every day. So they end up getting hundreds of skin and eye cancers, mm. unless they're oh protected my God, from the really? light. So our goal was to keep her safe, keep her well, keep her from getting cancer, but meanwhile, she still needed to be with people. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to find other families and figure out how they were living their lives. Now, Karen, you say this is very rare. Like, how many in a thousand, how many in a hundred uh, are, are afflicted with xeroderma uh, pigmentosum? It's a one in a million condition. No There's less than 150 people in this country with it. There's a few thousand in the world. So, But our camp isn't just open to them. It's also open to kids with other light sensitivity conditions that are life-threatening. Now, is this different or related to being what they used to say albinoism? Uh, I mean, I worked with a fellow who was um, uh, what they used to call an albino. I don't know what the proper term is today. Uh, is it related to that? In other words, he was very, very fair complexion. He had very light eyes. He had white hair even as a young man. And he had to watch himself out in the sun. You know, he, he you know, just really couldn't be out in the sun. He did hor- horrendous skin burns, sunburns, and then, which as you say, lead to skin cancer. Is it related? 
The only relative issue is the sun sensitivity part. Right. With albinism, they have a lack of pigment, so they burn very easily. Mm-hmm. And burning will lead to skin cancer over time. These kids have a DNA defect in every cell of their body. So they end up, um, any exposure at all to ultraviolet, whether it's fluorescent lights, halogen, sodium vapor, So it's light vapor, in general, whether it's manufactured ultraviolet light. Which, whether which it's comes, sunlight or comes from the, sun, of course. the more energy mm-hmm. efficient, less costly lighting is high UV source. I see. But the lower wattage incandescents and the old bulbs are softer and they're useful for the kids. And of course, the they don't have to be in total darkness. It's just a different lighting that they need. Right. I so see. The problem with that, of course, is they're looking to get rid of the old uh, tungsten bulbs. That is, it's a major, major problem. Wow. So um, how did you discover that your daughter had this? She was our fourth child. Um, within the first two weeks of life, she suffered a third degree burn over her oh entire body wow. from reflection. A sunlight hitting a white wall bounced off of her and just burned her. No kidding. And these kids develop not just a sunburn like you and I would burn, we'd flake, we'd peel, we'd go away. There's burns, becomes boils a couple days later, which then burst, become open wounds, which so then the take two weeks to heal. The same as if you, you picked up a hot iron or, or was scalded or poured, by steam. Yeah. Or poured boiling water over somebody. Oh, my, oh my goodness. So how, is this something that's hereditary, or is it just one of those quirks of nature that happens? It's a little bit of both. It is genetic, but it shows up so infrequently in the population because it's only one out of 250,000 people carry the gene. You've also got to have a union with somebody else who has that one out of 250,000 gene trait, which so is, it is hard enough rare. to begin with. It's yes, one in a million rare. in this country. But other countries where they tend to marry more within their themselves, more mm-hmm. a cultural mm-hmm, society mm-hmm. like Japan, one out of every 40,000 people there has it because that gene is being perpetuated all the time. So Karen Mahar, who was uh, the executive director of Camp St- Sundown for children with xeroderma uh, pigmentosum, uh, uh, inability to be out in the sun, uh, it's lovely that you have this uh, camp. We're going to find out more about what they do. You know, it's, it's the same as all the other camps with this, you know, the, the little tire swing over the, the water hole and, and is that cra- your, and crafts and stuff. <laughs> is that your that's perception my, of camp? Is that because well, that's you know, when you on, went to camp? I, first of all, I w- I'd like to say... In the that, year of the flood? <laughs> I, I would like to say I was a Huck Finn type of, ki- type of kid, but I grew up in Queens. I mean, <laughs> my camp was stickball on the street. Yeah. But uh, what about schooling? I mean... Um, does your, yes. Your, what your is the child rest have of her private? For how old yeah. is your daughter? How many questions do you have? Right. Okay. Exactly. How, well, we're just so con- we're fascinated and concerned, and and we want to know. So let's start with how old is your daughter now? Katie is twenty one now. She turned twenty one this April, okay. and most of the patients don't live that old. So uh-huh. we're very blessed that she's made it this far. She actually graduated community college last year. Oh, good for her. She. Um, is cancer-free, which mm. is, she's that's the oldest huge. living person to not have Fantastic. cancer with XP. No kidding. So that's a really, really big goal for our group, our organization. Sure. That the education of protection has really right. been important mm-hmm. for her generation. The pre- the, um, it's preventative. It is. So, so yes. how, how did she get through elementary school and stuff without, without being out in the sun? We had just very caring people around us. We lived in LaGrange when she mm-hmm. first started school. So she was right in, the here Arlington, in the Hudson Valley. Arlington School District. Um, we moved when she was in second grade because we had an opportunity to build the camp, an actual facility. So we moved up to Columbia County where, out of coincidence, they were just beginning to build a K-12 through school. Okay. So rather than her changing schools every two years, having to re-educate the administrators, the teachers, the students, the families, we'd get into a system where... Everybody knew from the beginning mm-hmm. what was going to happen for the next 12 years. Mm-hmm. So it was coincidence also, just the way that they built the building. Nothing really special had to be changed. 
they had strange facades that would come out of nowhere, out of brick, that the light would bounce off of and not come directly into any window. They did have to put window tinting on a few windows, but not a major investment, which it would have been here in Arlington and the older buildings, a right, lot of money. Right, to convert them or to right. make them so user-friendly or, or, or appropriate safe. for your daughter, yeah. But instead, it, here in, in Arlington, they brought you teachers were, to her uh-huh. because that was more beneficial right. in the long run. Uh-huh. She got to be with her peers mm-hmm. when we moved to Columbia County, which is a major change. Huge. It's got to be. It's so, so her socialization is and, uh, more normal. Let's, let's say she, she had the opportunity to mainstream. Yes, uh, which is not usual for all the XP people. I think kids we were just age. very fortunate to have and, good and people. And so the camp is up in that area as well. Yes. Um, so you founded the camp in uh, when? What year again? We founded the camp in 96, ran it out of our home the first year in uh-huh. the Grange. Um, we're kind of nomad for a couple of years, taking right. whatever hotel would give us cheapest spots. Okay, and then so now you're up, you're up there, and uh, let's just let our listeners know if they wanted to say go online or call someplace. What's the contact information for Camp Sundown? A good spot would be our website, which is www.x as an X-ray, P as in Peter, S as in Sam, dot org, or you can always call five one eight. Eight five one three four six six. Karen Mahar, give us the um, website and the phone number one more time. Sure, it's www.x as in X-ray, P as in Peter, S as in Sam. dot org, and the phone number is five one eight. Eight five one three four six six. And, and folks do, at home, folks at home, uh, do get a pencil and paper. We'll repeat that in the second half of the show, Miss Sarah. And when does the camp convene? And who are um, eligible campers? How do you have any criteria? They have to have a um, life-threatening sun sensitivity disease. So XP is one of those mm-hmm. conditions. But when so you say is XP, you mean the xeroderma pigmentosum? Yes. Yep. There's also porphyria, albinism. Oh. Porphyria. What's, that, that. what's that porphyria It's one? another sun sensitivity condition yes. where the sun actually poisons the bloodstream. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you end up having liver and kidney failures mm-hmm. and transplants of all kinds. Um, lupus mm-hmm. is another one where these kids can't go to another summer day camp program. Mm-hmm. So if somehow a child is prohibited from being in the normal population of a day camp, they can come to ours if it's sun related. And how long, when does it convene from what month to what month? It runs July, sometimes into August. And usually we do the Columbus Day weekend as well because the kids can get out early. You got the beautiful harvest moon. It's still nice enough out where you don't need a whole lot of heat and beautiful colors in the Hudson Valley. It's just a good time for relaxing and having families get together. So mm-hmm. what's the average day like at uh, Camp Sundown for these kids? We started and, this. And, and give us the timing. What, what time of the, of the, of the evening do, do you start? Our initial plan when we started this was that the kids would wake up about 5 or 6 in the afternoon, have breakfast. Then we'd get them geared up to go outside at 9 o'clock. We'd spend the whole day till night, till 5 in the morning. Wow. Having our meals outside and then come back in just before dawn and then they'd go to sleep. What we forgot to count in is that these are kids and kids can save up their energy all year long just to come to camp. So they get to camp and they get up at eight in the morning like they're used to getting up at home. They stay up all day playing games, recreation. We do crafts. Indoors. Indoor swimming. Right. They have their meals during the daytime like everybody else at normal times. 
And then at nine, we go outside and we do it all over again. They come back in at four in the morning. They pass out for four hours and they start up again. And when do you pass out? Four in the morning. <laughs> you know, we're going to so find we, out. We've got yes. around the clock staff. For and we're going to find out more about this wonderful uh, program at Camp Sundown from our guest, Karen Mahar, in just a moment. But first, let's remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois and my co-host is the effervescent Sarah O'Connell and our very special guest, Karen Mahar, Executive Director of Camp Sundown for Children Who Cannot Be in the Sun. And Sarah, who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is brought to us by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. Call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank. For all of your personal business and wealth management needs, salisburybank.com. And by Rotary District 7210 and the featured Rotary Clubs of East Fishkill, Highland, and High. Park. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 692 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Protect your identity and benefit the community by attending Poughkeepsie Arlington Rotary's Shredding Event, Saturday, September 28th, 9 a.m. to noon, at the junction of Routes 55 and 82 in the Bridgeway Credit Union parking lot. Featuring on-site shredding for a suggested donation of 10 per box. No need to sort out staple paper clips or even bank books. All shredded paper is recycled and donations go to Rotary's local community programs and scholarships. So save the date, Saturday, September 28th, starting at 9 a.m. For more information, contact www.hvshred.com. That's hvshred.com Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With locations throughout the tri-state region in Dutchess County, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community. Making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Check us out at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Welcome back to the second half of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell, your co-host, and I'm joined by the great, 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 great Jonah Trebowasser. Radio legend. I only had to pay her $10 for that, folks. (laughs) 
And today... And we have a really great guest, all kidding aside. We, we do. We're having a lot of fun, and we're learning a lot from Karen Mahar, who is the executive director of Camp Sundown, located up in Columbia County, New York. Right. And this was a camp that was founded by Karen and her husband. Um, they have a child who's a, a young woman now. It's very uh, fascinating. We're going to talk a little bit more about... It's Katie, right, Karen? Yes. yes. Um, Katie in a bit. But Camp Sundown, just to recap for our listeners who are just joining us, is an organization and a camp that happens during the summer for campers and young people, children who have um, life-threatening diseases that are life-threatening to them because of their sensitivity to light and sun and things like that. And we're learning a lot about that, Karen, aren't we? Tell us what um, XP means and a little bit of background. Let's just recap that. XP stands for xeroderma pigmentosum and is a very rare genetic disease where kids can't go out in the daylight because they can't repair damage done to their skin. And you also have campers that have other light sensitivity diseases and some of them are? Um, We have campers that have lupus, porphyria, albinism, vitiligo, solar urticaria, and then some other names of things that I've only hear once or twice every now and then. And how many children or how many campers do you have per summer? We host anywhere between uh, 20 and 50 families a year, which can be up to 200 kids. Now, these aren't just campers. You said families. They come with their parents and their siblings because everyone's affected by this disease. When mm-hmm. they go back to their home, everyone lives with that sun sensitivity. They stay in with that child. And Karen, these are uh, diseases that by and large are they're born with, right? They're all born with. And are there any cures to this, or is it just you have to cope with it as best you can? I think on each of the fronts of the rare diseases, there's their own research going on. But as for cures, I don't hear of anything yet. So our biggest goal is to provide education to prevent the damage that would lead to cancers or the demise of the children through these diseases in sunlight. And from what area do you you get campers? Is it just the Columbia, Dutchess County area, or all over the country, all over the state? Up until 9-11, we got them from all over the world. Right. After that, because these kids have to be fully covered from head to toe with sheets or blankets. To travel, I would say. Traveling yeah. is very, yeah. very dangerous. You go mm-hmm. through security, you've got to unload mm-hmm. that child's mm-hmm. no protective covering. They're under bright Never lights. Never thought of that. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. really put a kibosh on international and, and travel. And you mentioned at the top of the show, and just for those who might be joining late, that it's not just sunlight that they're allergic to, but uh, ultraviolet light and the compact fluorescence and uh, the, the lighting so the that's in most rays. modern, yeah, lighting, that's, rays, right? lighting that, that is in most okay. modern facilities uh, really will cause them burns. Is that correct? Right, which prohibits them from being in places as simple as McDonald's and Walmart, but oh, also schools yeah. and hospitals. I mean, things yeah. that we take, you know for granted our everyday lives and like you said the whole family is affected when when you have a family member with this i don't this disease basically again quickly for our listeners who just joined us what is the website uh, contact numbers information if somebody needed to contact you We've got information on our website about all these different conditions and how to protect against the dangerous rays of the sun right. at www.x as an x-ray, p as in Peter, s as in sam.org, or our phone number is 518-851-3466. And folks at home, get that pencil and paper. I'll we'll ask Karen Mahar to repeat that right before the close of the show. So Karen, um, you're confronted with a child who has this rare disease. Um, how did you do the research uh, about it? Uh, she's 21 years old now. She's a lovely young lady. But were there organizations such as the Heart Fund has an organization or the Cancer uh, Support cancer? organizations, yeah, yeah. places you can go? We were the first organization in the world. No kidding. For xeroderma pigmentosum. Wow. And a lot of that was not only the timing of Katie being born 
at that period. And Katie is now how old? Katie just turned 21 in April. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday, Katie. And um, computers were just starting to come into the homes, like TVs. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, we're able to click on, and information we would get from our doctor would be a half-page article from a pediatric dermatology journal that says XP is deadly, their kids are going to die before whenever. Very depressing, very... Sure. It was a death sentence, it was. obviously. And it was for like you. being punched in the stomach uh-huh. and having no way of bringing a childhood back to one that hadn't happened yet, even. Right. Mm. It was very, very depressing. And I think that was our... My Impetus. husband and I went through a great deal of marital problems, mm-hmm. not talking, trying to figure out how we were going to sure. live our lives, having differences of opinion. Mm-hmm. And it ended up that it was Katie that brought it all back together and said, we have to all work for this child. We have to find other families. People are living with it. How are they doing it? Finding wow. other families, bringing them what in. What great insight from a young woman. And finding the doctors. There's two or three in the whole world. Mm. So tracking them down and getting more information from them. They now come to our camps and they meet all the families at And once. where were these two or three doctors in the whole globally? Where are they located? There's one in France, one in Holland, and one in the U.S. But they come and wow. they visit with our campers. They talk around the fire pit with the families. And again, this is Camp Sundown located in Columbia County, New York. In Quarryville. In Quarryville, yes. yeah. And it, it was just a wonderful opportunity. I think if you had something bigger like heart disease or cancer or diabetes, you go to try to talk to your doctor. He's not going to sit around the campfire with you and have a, a real conversation. Right. You've got 15 minutes in his office. You're in and out. If you have questions, you better have brought them. <laughs> now, Karen Mahar, Executive Director of Camp Sundown for Children Who Cannot Be Out in the Sun. Um, I was fascinated to see in some of your literature that you also get stores and other facilities to open up at night to accommodate these families. Tell us a little bit about that. We actually don't. We've been very, very blessed. We mentioned Uh that we would like to do something, like go to McDonald's with the kids. They'll come to us and say, you know what? We'll close down the shop. We'll come back with our lamps from our living rooms Okay. so that your kids can come and play. And it's been more of a them reaching to us, and we've been so grateful. We've had a lot of support from Rotary groups. And partly because I got involved with Rotary right around the time we were starting the organization. When you were still living in LaGrange. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So you were part of that club at that time. You know, we've had uh, uh, people on who have had uh, autistic children, or we've had uh, actually someone who was autistic himself uh, who authored a book, and they have special sessions in uh, movie theaters just for the autistic kids. Um, have you ever thought about doing the same thing, like uh, a nighttime uh, scenario in Disney World or, or a nighttime movie situation where they've they change their lights to allow the kids to go to the movies or is that just too much and we just bring in the videos for us it's more of just providing a simple normal experience any child can go outside even if they have autism during the daylight and Mm -hmm. catch a butterfly right for us to get outside at night and catch fireflies is just a really cool thing to be able to do and a lot of these kids when they get home can't do that they live in big cities where they're close to hospitals and Mm -hmm, medical care mm -hmm. so they can't even go out at night they're in unsafe situations i see so just getting them to do normal children things is our big goal speaking of normal back to katie your daughter when she was growing up you were very fortunate to be involved with the construction or the new planning of um, the school up there in your local community when you relocated so they were able to from jump street accommodate katie And so she really did live more of a normal life in that sense. She was able to attend her community public school. Talk a little bit about that again. Actually, we had nothing to do with that. We just happened to move up. They happened to be in the middle of 
building, and they happened to have a construction design that accommodated her without any changes. Oh, with no. Oh, I see. It I was a, okay. a little mini miracle that uh-huh. she was able to go to school. Well, you see, there there are bigger energies and powers than us, aren't there? And parent to parent, mother to mother, if there's somebody out there with a child. Um, you know, who has one of these diseases, whether it's a xeroderma pigmentosum or, or albinism or lupus. I mean, I had a family friend who lived with lupus and had to, you know, avoid the sun. Um, what would you tell them? What would you tell a new mother who comes to you, tears in her eyes and says, I've just been told by a doctor my baby has this. How do I cope with it? I think the first thing parents need to hear is that there is hope. You're not alone that there are ways you will make things work for your family because you have to, because you're the grown-up, you're the parent, and you will do it, which some people don't like to hear. (laughs) Right, yeah. But I I find that parents are very strong, and once they know that they are, they kind of have to be retold. You are the one in charge. You have to be the advocate that they then take on that role. Now, what about uh, the cost of the camp? And uh, this is a good time probably give us the website again and the phone number. The website is www.x as in x-ray, p as in Peter, s as in Sam, dot O-R-G. And our phone number is 518-851-3466. And our camp is, because it's family-oriented and we bring in the parents, the siblings, and the affected children, it's free to all the families because it's their burden wow. to get here. And that's for terrific. some of them, that's a huge cost to travel. Yeah. But we're able to get donations, or we're always in looking for donations to be able to fund it so that it stays free for the families. This is our 18th year, and we've been able to do it so far, even through the toughest of times. Uh-huh. So, But Rotary's been a big part of that. Well, Karen Mahara, we'd like to uh, join in congratulating you for the wonderful work you've done for uh, these, p- these young people who uh, need that nighttime camp and that special situation. And for folks at home who want to help you or maybe want to bring uh, a child they know to camp, give us the website and the phone number one more time. It's www.xps.org. Phone number is 518-851-3466. Karen Mahar, thank you so much for coming on Radio Rotary and telling us about Camp Sundown. It's been a great half hour. Thank you so much for having me. And Sarah, who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. Call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. SalisburyBank.com. And by the featured Rotary Clubs of Kinderhook, Tri-Village, Millbrook, and Nanuet. And for the entire Radio Rotary team, our producer, Betty Renner, our engineer, Jay Verzi, and my co-host, Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org. <laughs>